Welcome to Waking Up from Breaking Up, the podcast all about breakups with real experiences from ordinary and everyday people. My name is Ira J, and I'm your host. So the past several weeks, we've been discussing the dynamics of an individual in a relationship. Last week, I talked about building a banana split Sunday kind of life before getting into a relationship so that you have a more confidence in yourself and that you're your own individual before getting into uh, a relationship with someone. Two weeks ago, I had an intriguing conversation with my hometown best friend, Todd, about how his codependent tendencies evolved from his childhood uh, experiences, specifically with his relationship with his mom and how he had brought that up in his romantic adult relationships. Well, in this episode, we talk with Noe. Noe is my friend Deb's husband, and he was told that he has codependent attachment styles. We talk with Noe, who has he was told that he has codependent attachment styles. Uh, well, this conversation was really interesting, especially because it was coming from a male's perspective. With the, the conversation with Noe and in my research on the side, I found that there are more men I know in my life that have codependent attachment styles rather than more of my female friends. Um, That may be due to the fact that some of my male friends or men I know find value in being needed in their relationships. Anyways, I talk more about this at the reflection section at the end of the episode. So please uh, don't forget to tune into the very end of the episode to listen to the reflection section. But for now, enjoy this interview with Noe. Thanks. Hi, Noe. <laughs> Hi, Ara. How are you doing? Good, good. All right. So this is really interesting because codependency is not really associated with a lot of men you think uh not associated no no it's um it's i find what i think society makes it look like that women are more codependent than men are i hear there's a lot like i i hear more that women well back in the day i thought women were more codependent than men um I don't know if women are more codependent than men. What I believe is that men are are raised to believe that the codependency is just part of life. It's, oh, it's, part it's of what life. they have. It's what they supposed to do. <clears throat> Me as a um, as a Latino man, I was raised to believe that my world, and we can go. Uh, we can go through that in, in a minute. My world is on the serving. So that is that is connected with, with my codependency. Oh, because back in the day, back in the 50s or whatever it is, women did rely on men, right? For Because they were housewives and uh, men were financially supporting their wife and yeah. all that. So they were serving. So that's where your codependency. So codependency is more of a an attachment style, you would say. Yeah, codependency is is an is an emotional attachment too. It's a very it's a very complicated emotional uh, situation. Codependency, the way I see it, and this is just the way I I I live I live it is 
a, a, a behavioral pattern on which your self-worth or your self-image or the importance that you, that you think on yourself is very much connected to some, someone or something. Mm -hmm. uh, the way you see yourself is related to the way someone else is or someone else sees yourself. Your very personality is based on what someone else needs you to be. And that's very much what I, that's very much what happened to me mm -hmm. uh, a, a lot. My worth, the way, the way I, the way I, I thought I was worthy was when I was needed mm. by someone. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you don't need me, mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of it, of, of, of anything. If you don't need me, I, I don't, I don't matter. Mm. So I need you to need me. Yeah. That's kind of that, that was kind of my, my, my codependency, mostly with my um with my relationship. With a, with my important relationships, of course, because I have I have a lot of like meaningless relationships that just were like a week or so. But <laughs> for my important relationships, the ones that count, that was a a a base of it. If you wanna see it that way, uh, and the way I the way I recognize it is that my for many years my kind of woman yeah was a woman who i believe needed me like an insecure woman yes um not an insecure woman but something that i can fix mm. right um but we're all broken <clears throat> we all need but fixing here, but here's the thing <clears throat> yeah here's the thing um every single one of my important relationships mm -hmm. And, and, and I mean every single one, mm -hmm. were from uh, separated marriages. Mm -hmm. That's a, that, that was a, a common denominator of all, my, all my, my, my relationships. That was not in the picture. Mm. And that was, my kind of, that was my kind of woman. That's what you were attracted <clears throat> to. That's what I was super attracted to because I can, I can because I used to, morph myself into the into the father that they don't have mm. right and that was my thing that was my my that was that that what used to give me importance on myself uh, i was starting to fix my my, my relationships and <clears throat> the moment i thought they were they were fixed the moment they were not they they wouldn't need me anymore that was the moment that I had to I had to go away because it wasn't it wasn't me anymore. It was it was no um, I, I couldn't I couldn't live with without them needing me anymore. Mm. So I was kind of attached to that to that necessity. Mm -hmm. I I don't think I'm worth it if I'm not upon, if I'm not on service. Oh, uh, interesting. No, that's <clears throat> that's um so interesting it, it, it relates me back to when I broke up with my ex-fiance he used to teach me uh he used to say to me I want you to want to be with me I don't want you to need me yeah exactly yeah and it was the funny part of that whole thing was that I learned <clears throat> to be more independent where I didn't need him because he told me I want you to want to be with me and mm -hmm. not need me and then what actually broke us up is because I gained my confidence, I gained my independence. And um, the last thing he said, actually the first thing he said to me 
other than I was sorry when I broke up with him, um, was I didn't know how much I needed to be needed. I always thought you'd always need me. But I'm like, you taught me how to not need you and yeah. want to be with you. That was, that, was, that was kind of my thing. So I will take someone that I thought was broken and fix it. And then, and when, then, she, and then when, you, and, when you did a good job <clears throat> fixing her. And then, and, then, and then getting panicked because now I got nothing else. Now I'm nothing. Now I'm no one. Mm-hmm. So I have to start. I have to start looking for someone to someone to to, to need my help. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, you kind of become what what whatever that person needs to you. And and this just happened actually with uh, with with my now wife with with Evie, you know her. Um, when we start going out, mm-hmm. and this is something I did uh, many times, and it was kind of a ritual for me. When I start, when I start uh, going out, about I don't know three or four months in the relationship, um, I ask her to come to me, come to come to to my apartment. I open my I open my 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 closet, yeah, and then I say, pick anything that you don't want, anything that you don't like, of all of my clothes, everything that you don't like, <clears throat> put it on this pile. Everything that you like, put it on this pile. Mm. And I'm gonna get rid of everything that you don't like. Why? Why? Why did you feel like you needed to do that? <clears throat> because I needed to be whoever she wanted me to be. Mm. Did you know that subconsciously? Like, did you? Or yeah. I, I, at, at that moment, I, at that moment, I didn't know that I was doing it. I didn't understand that I was doing it. Yeah. It was just something that I needed it to do. It was kind of a love gesture. If you, if you will, but it was more for me than for her, because I needed to, I needed to fix all, all, start fixing all uh, her problems, and one of, the, one of the ways that I, that I can start fixing all those, or I can kind of enter into her life, is becoming exactly what she wanted me to be, by looking exactly like the way she wanted me to look. So all the t-shirts and all the pants and all everything that she was like, away. You gave it away. I, I just I just got rid of it. Mm. And that is and that is something I did with a with seeking my of approval. Wife. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's that's that is what um in my in my experience that is what codependency is. Is you're seeking the approval or that person that you that you that you depend on because your your self image and your 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 uh, happiness is very much on link with that without approval right yeah because mm-hmm. you, you 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 depend on that approval and and it doesn't have really it doesn't really have to be to a person it can be to a situation like uh, a group of friends yeah um, or just or just or just to be with someone just to be part of just to be part of a uh, part of a relationship um i i have met many through through this conversation with with people I have met many women that are on a not too good of a relationship, mm-hmm. like on, a, on an abusive relationship, like a toxic a, relationship, like a toxic relationship. Yeah, but they need to be in that relationship because they are co- they are dependent of that relationship it, because they don't they don't go away because without that relationship they don't they don't feel worthy of anything else. Mm-hmm. They don't feel worthy of love or 
or, or companionship. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they're connected to that, um, to that, to that um, Talk relationship. To yeah. Do you think, because it's, it's like um, growing up, you see a certain type <clears throat> from our parents, right? Um, you see a certain type of love. And my parents are divorced and I, I saw a lot of fighting. And um, before my ex-fiance, I always thought that fighting, I would cause fights because I always thought that fighting was kind of love. You, should, you cared so much that you butted heads. As I grow older and, it, and in my relationship with Jackson, um, he showed me that wasn't love, you know? And I learned from that relationship that it was unhealthy kind of thing. Like um, it was a healthy attachment style. Codependency was a healthy attachment style. And so now I'm learning that, you know, you have to be communicative. You have to be appreciative. You have to be your own person and not get uh, someone else's approval to define who you are and not be dependent. And and fighting and, and like jealousy isn't technically yeah. healthy, right? So when did you get... I guess, when were you told? Did you always know that you were codependent or when did you get told you were no, codependent? No, actually, um, actually it was a surprise to me because I didn't know codependency was a thing because mm-hmm. uh, I just grew up with it. But for uh, for certain th- things during my life, I ended up on uh, a alcoholicus, um, Alcoholic Anonymous group. Yeah. Uh, not because I'm alcoholic, but um, uh, AA works with different with not just alcoholism, but different uh, uh, problems. Yeah, addictions. Addictions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And codependency is, is some sort of addiction, right? Oh, interesting. It is, it is, it is addiction to a, a relationship or, or to a, something like that. To an individual. To an individual, something like that. <clears throat> or approval, maybe? Um, yeah, well, again, to a someone or something. something. So That's a person true. or approval or, or, or something in between. Um, so I end up with this. I end up with this uh, 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 at this group at the beginning because of uh, I used to be a angry person. I used to have problems with anger management, so I end up on on that. And then through my process, through my work on that, uh, and 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 studying everything that I that I've done and everything that that, that my life is around, uh, we end up on that on that point, right? Uh, the person that was working with me. Um, so just to like, you know what? I think you might be codependent because you're doing this and this and this and this and this. And this has been and this has been a constant in your life. And this has been how you the how you behave constantly. Mm-hmm. Now the reason why you behave constantly and the reason why you end up with the same kind of with the same kind of partner every time is because you're 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 not looking for a partner, you're looking for a, someone to fix. Mm-hmm. You're 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 looking to someone. You're looking for someone to depend. It's on funny because you. you're looking for someone that depends on you, so you can depend on that on that relationship, mm-hmm. which was part of the reason why I have anger management. I had anger issues because once I fix it, then my entire works collapse. My entire my entire identity collapses. And I got nothing else but anger to do to, to, uh, to express myself. I like how you put that that your entire identity collapses it is. when they don't no longer need you. You know, I saw a show 
a few years ago with Chris Rock. Now that is on Bob. <laughs> before it got slapped. Before, by way before it got slapped. <laughs> and there's, there's this saying that is very codependency. Like, and, and I believe it is <clears throat> exactly, or it, it, it paints a, a, a perfect picture of what is uh, codependency on a Latin American family or Latin American men. He said, only uh, kids, women, and dogs are loved unconditionally. Men are loved under the condition that they provide. Mm. Now, Latin American men, we are, we grow up with that exact idea. Mentality. With that mentality. If you don't provide, Mm -hmm. you're worthless. You're not a man. You're not a man. Yeah. And that's why, that's why at, at the beginning we were saying that codependency is more a women thing. It's not really. The thing is, codependency is something built into a manhood. Yeah. We need to be, or at least this part of codependency, right? Yeah. Because uh, codependency is a, is a way broader It's a, but it's a way aspect, but mm-hmm. um, The way that I live it is, is this part, like, you have to be worth it. And, and the only way that you can be worth it is by... Uh, by providing something, mm-hmm. so that was that was kind of it. That was kind of the idea. So when I when I heard uh, uh, Chris talking about that, I was like, "Yes, I, <laughs> absolutely." Yeah. Do you think that was healthy for you? Was it draining when? Someone- it has always been draining, and and it has always been draining because it is it is a way it is a way to nowhere. It's 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 going through the same path. Over and over again, because again, it is a behavioral pattern. pattern that's unhealthy, and it's going and it has to be going over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And now, what I'm doing is because because I had a, a a big conversation about all this uh, all these things with uh, with my wife, uh, and as I was trying to fix her, <laughs> she did not let you. <laughs> you know, as I was trying to fix her. I uh, I kind of pushed her into getting a uh, a therapist, and I was paying for that therapist for my wife because I that, because that's what I was uh, uh, that's what I had to do right to fix her problems, and then I went to Mexico just uh, uh, just a few months ago, and I was talking to a, I was talking to a friend who has a similar who has a similar problem, one of my best friends in Mexico, and and she told me well. Who's telling you that she's the one who need to who need fix? Like what gives what gives you the right to say that she's broken? Mm-hmm. Why don't you? How about you think about yourself and how you are broken? And that kind of click click in my head. Yeah. Because even though I knew it, I had this this codependency problem. It didn't really click in my head and, and how to fix it or how to stop it or how to work with it until she said that until she like okay so you're trying to you're trying to fix people but how do you wh- what makes you the right to to say she's broken mm-hmm. when the one who is broken if anyone is you because you want you because need you're the one exactly because you're the one it. you're the one to needs that needs to fix it yeah. Right? To feel your worth. And, and exactly. And you're the one who, who doesn't feel complete if, if you're not trying to fix someone else. 
So how about you trying to fix yourself? And I say, you're right. <laughs> how, how did that like? How did that feel when you said to her, "You're right"? I have cried very few times in my life. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. And I cried that night. Yeah. Because I realized that the only person that I wasn't trying to fix through the whole these whole years it was myself. Yeah. How many years? How old were you when you recognized this? Uh, when I recognized that I wasn't trying myself, it was a few months ago. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was last November. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I've been, I've been, uh, um, being, I have been being this person. Yeah. Through many years since I was like twenty, like I've been, I've been doing this for over twenty years. I'm forty now. Yeah. And I've been doing this for this pattern. More, this pattern. This since since the beginning of me having uh, having um, a partner so I don't know over 20 25 years mm-hmm. <clears throat> and now when I came back to when I came back to, to to Vancouver and I talked to my to my wife and said you know what uh, I'm really sorry for what I'm doing to you you're you're not broken and I'm, I'm no one to to say that you're broken so if I if anything the one who's broken here is me so now I'm going to look for therapy to fix myself. And see them. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm talking to a to, to a therapist about this whole thing. Yeah. To kind of work around, and yeah. it's hard. It's hard because <coughs> I still try to do stuff, and I still try to 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 understand stuff, and 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 I see I see things that my wife does mm-hmm. that I think I can fix. Mm. But I have to stop myself because it's like not just <clears throat> it's not it's not about you, it's not your problem. She's she she can do it herself. You need to be you need to to, to work on yourself. Because I know your wife and she's quite independent. She is. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting where you say that um, you feel like and you've been working on this codependency for years. But you and your wife have been together. You started dating, what, six years ago? Uh, we've been we've been together for six years. Yes, yeah, six years. And so mm-hmm. I've only known her two, three years, and I've always thought that she was independent, <coughs> super strong. And I was like, man, she got nothing to fix. <laughs> mm. She's amazing. She's a she's a wonderful woman. She's yeah. a warrior, and it's, it's, she's she's one of the one of the persons that I. Um, <clears throat> she's strong. That I admire the most. Yes. Uh, she's unbelievable. She has her problems, like everyone else. Everyone right? else. She's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But she's quite self-aware. But I that's find. the thing, like, like, yeah. like she knows that, right? Yeah. And me trying to, me trying to, to get myself into there. Yeah. Um, it was really painful for the two of us. Yeah. Because she didn't know how to, how to react to that, because everyone was. She understood that everyone was from, or she thought that everyone was from from a place of love, mm-hmm. which in some part was. Yeah. But it was always, but it was also myself trying to become something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing with uh, with with codependency. Um, I have changed my image, my physical image, several times. If you see pictures of me over the years. Every single picture looked different 
because on every single picture I'm with someone different. So I, I morph myself the way I look, the way I talk, the way I, the way I, 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 I handle myself. Yeah. It all changes to mimic whoever I am with. And still doing it. <clears throat> it was <laughs> like the clothing thing. Everything. Yeah. I, I just I just modified my entire my entire self. Yeah. Um one of my one of my uh, one of my girlfriends a few years ago, she uh, more than she, six years ago. <laughs> yeah, more than six years ago. About actually about ten years ago. Yeah. Um she uses glasses. Yeah, eyeglasses, right? yeah. Eyeglasses. So I started wearing glasses. <laughs> Do you even need glasses? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can use glasses for reading, but yeah. I, I started wearing glasses just because she wear glasses. So it was something that we that Having we coffee. do, right? Um, I started listening to the music that she listened to, that yeah. she listened to, and, and nothing else. Yeah. I start eating the way that she is, and nothing else, and yeah. and just becoming that that person. And right now, I'm 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 still doing that. Oh, a, a bit more conscious of what I'm doing. Yeah. But for example, <clears throat> Debbie is a a a work alcoholic, right? She she likes to work out and she oh, likes to go to the gym. Yeah. And she goes to the gym every morning. God, I don't know how, but she <laughs> goes to the gym every single morning. Yeah. I don't like going to the gym. I know you don't. <laughs> I, 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 I don't enjoy waking up at five in the morning to go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet I do it. And I do it for her. I do it because she wants not because not even because she asked me to. Yeah. Because she has she has told me several times, if you don't want to go don't go. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I still go in because I need her to be, I need her to know that I'm, that I'm there. You yeah. See? Yeah. I, I, is I need her, I need to be what she needs me to be. Yeah. And but she doesn't need you to be that. It's your thought. It's my, it's, it's completely my, my, my head because she doesn't need me to be in the gym. No, but my head and and my codependency to to that neediness yeah. makes me wake up most most uh, most mornings. Sometimes I just can't. <laughs> but most mornings to wake up at five o'clock with her to go to go to the gym just because I need her to. I need to be what she. What I you think, think? What I think she needs me to be. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also learned how to dance salsa for that. Didn't you meet her meeting? <laughs> Didn't you meet her dancing? Salsa? I did. No, I, I, I meet her dancing. I meet her dancing. Yeah. I didn't know how to dance salsa when I met her. Mm. We met dancing. Oh, okay. And then we start going out. Yeah. And then... You continue the salsa. Not only, not only I learned salsa because she knew salsa. Yeah. I learned like... Two different kinds of, of, of dance because of her and I became a salsa teacher because of her. <laughs> so But do you like to dance? Well now I now I do. Unfortunately mm-hmm. no? yeah. uh, now I now I do it, but the the If you guys I'm not post- saying I'm not saying that I want you guys to break up, but if you did go separate ways, would you continue going teaching salsa dancing? Would you continue that would working de- out that, at 5 a.m.? That would depend. No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> unless, unless my next girlfriend um, 
wakes up at five to uh, to go to the gym. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing with codependency that it it it, it depends. It depends on 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 what what the partner I'm with. Yeah. That's where I that's where I become. Now I know that I do it, so I kind of I can I, I can kind of <coughs> decide or or uh, decide what I want to do and what not. Right. I mean, yeah. I can decide not. I could decide not to go to the gym. Yeah. I keep going because I know it's good for myself. So yeah. Points on that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But 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 things that I things that I don't want to do. Yeah. I could do it. For example, I do not like hiking. Mm-hmm. I, I I that's that's an activity that I that I know that I don't like. Knowing from six years would have go, would have say I I love hiking, and I can go hiking every weekend if you want. When you when you met when you first met Deb yeah <laughs> Deb yeah like oh, you like hiking of course I like hiking Oof, I'm I'm the best hiker because of course and I will start buying stuff for hiking I will start buying shoes and I will start buying everything just because she likes hiking now because I can I can kind of work with it I can say I can I can say to myself and to her I don't like hiking. I'm not going hiking, mm-hmm. but that's something then the knower from ten years ago would not be would not have be able to do. That's interesting. If she wants me hiking, I'm I'm going hiking. It's just that it, it was just the thing. Yeah. So you're you're still going through <clears throat> that transition. Like you had your woo woo moment where you cried and you're like, I am codependent. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, so now you're, it's only been a few months, right? Like change doesn't happen like that. How hard has this journey been for you? It is very, it's very, it's, it is very complicated and it's very hard because it is fighting against yourself. What you're, the thing is, like old version the thing of you, is, exactly. that you've been used to for exactly, 25 right? years. It's, exactly. It is, it is fighting, it is fighting against the last 20, 20 plus years of your life. Mm-hmm. You've been You've been this way from for for 20, 20 plus years. That is that is you. And the problem is, if you ask me who I am, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If you ask me, if you ask me right now, who exactly is? No way. No, I I have no idea. Imagine that you have you have you have an an an, an X Men power in which you can just transform off on whoever you want, whenever you want, as for the time you want. Like mystique. So, like mystique. Imagine that you're a mystique. Yeah. <clears throat> In some point, yeah. who's the original mystique? How does that how does that original mystique look like? Mm. Right? Uh-huh. That's me. I have changed so many times through my life. Yeah. Based on based on, on, on the people that I'm with. Because it's not just we're talking about we're talking about uh, uh, my my partners because that's kind of the the, the yeah. strongest part. But it's also the environment, that your I friendships, own, the friendship. Because with those with those partners come new come come new friends. Yeah. And with those new friends come new environments. And with those new environments, I have to transform my entire self to that environment so it can fit with her uh, with her life with yeah. her work. So I I completely leave my work back. Yeah, I abandon everything that I that I've done prior, 
and I immerse myself completely into this new world. So I transform into this new world. Now, the problem is I have done that for 20 plus years. If you ask me right now, who are you? Who is Noe? I have no idea. That's something that I'm discovering right now. Mm. How long have you been single? Like before Deb, before your wife, before Debbie, how long, like, did you go from relationship to relationship? Absolutely. I, I will oh, never shit. live, I will never live a relationship without having another one right there. Like another option. And yeah. No, someone already waiting for me. Uh, like someone already. Well, because okay. you were single when De- you and Deb. Yes. yes. Um, here's the thing. I was single when, when Debbie and I met because I was new in Vancouver. Mm. Now, from the first year, and, and, and this, is, this is very interesting. My first year in Vancouver yeah. was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Yeah. Not because, not because it was hard to be in Vancouver. Not because the school was hard, but because it was the first time on since I have remembered that I have been single for that long time. It was an entire it was an entire year of me being single. I could not handle it. I couldn't I, I, I wouldn't be able to handle anymore. I actually went back to Mexico and told to my dad, you know what, I'm going back. I just can't do it. I, I I don't like Vancouver. I don't like the school. I'm just gonna drop anything and come back. Because you were single. Because I was single. I, I because I was I was feeling lonely and I, I had nothing to work with. I had the school and I have work and I have a couple of friends, but nothing nothing to to get did me. Did you right. date like like you know? Did yes. you see people? I did have a couple of one night stands. Mm-hmm. As a Latino person, I don't know what was that. <laughs> so I actually had this girl. I actually met this met, met this girl through Tinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hit it up fantastically the night that we met. Super, uh, super, super uh, 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 pretty. We went home. We went to her place. We spent the night together. Night. We woke up next morning. I went to work, and I uh, and she went to work. Never saw her again. Did you contact her? Absolutely. I tried. Yeah. I tried hard. I was like, hi, how you doing? And she didn't answer for like 20 minutes. Hey, I'm just checking out how you doing. 20, 20 minutes straight and what to do. And I start and I start panicking because because I had codependency. Because because I needed to to relate to someone to the point that she actually changed her phone number because I was I was. She blocked you. Try, she, she blocked me yeah. because I was trying to contact her, and I was trying to contact her to 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 be on a relationship, on a genuine relationship, because I was needed to be needed. You needed to be. I I felt like I was madly in love with this girl. Absolutely not. I was just needed to be needed, right? So I I passed this year by myself. Super hard. The hardest thing that I can that I can do. I told my dad I'm I'm going back. My dad told me, you know what? Just hold on because you have another year for for school. At least at least finish school. If you don't like this, if, if you don't if you don't like it, you can come home. I said, okay. You know what? I'm just gonna give it another six months. If I if I don't feel it, I don't feel it. 
I told my dad it was because the school was hard and the the the, um, the weather was horrible and blah blah blah. That was a lie. I, that was because I was lonely. Did you admit it to yourself back then, or are you just no. realizing it now? I, I just realizing it now. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then I met my wife. Yeah. And then we started going out. And then we became partners. They but it wasn't I, as quick as you had thought it would be. Ah, uh, for me, it was instant. That's the thing. Debbie oh, and I, Debbie and I have this, <coughs> sorry, this this thing, this this joke between us, on which, for the first three months of our relationship, yeah, I think she was dating someone else. Yeah, yeah. Because that's normal in in in, in Canada, right? Yeah. So you date one person, you date a couple of persons, you date a couple a couple of people, and then you decide. I always say you seeing people. Yeah, when you see hanging out, you seeing you seeing a couple of people, yeah. and then and you decide. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because <laughs> that's not Latino way. That's not Mexican exactly. way. That's not how you grew up. Exactly. Yeah. The night Debbie and I met, that was the night we kissed. That moment, she became my girlfriend. In your mind. In my mind. Yeah. Because I was actually kind of seeing someone else when I met Debbie. Mm-hmm. The moment I met, the moment I kissed Debbie, this someone else. Disappear. It's like, okay, you're done. Thank you very much. Thanks for participating. I have a <laughs> girlfriend already. Thank you for participating. <coughs> and then I launch myself to that relationship. Mm. And because of that relationship is the reason why I I I stay in Vancouver for another year. Mm. And then yeah, six years. And then I fell in love with with the girl, and I married her, and all that stuff. That, but that's that's yeah. another story. But the reason why I stay in Vancouver, and the reason why I stay, <coughs> I start going out with her, is because I needed someone. I needed so I needed the, 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 this this connection with someone. Why didn't the other girl bef- like before Debbie? Um, why didn't you cling on to her? Did Was there a missing connection? Was there, like, because you were sort of seeing someone, that girl. Yeah, but I but I had no, I had no physical Con- connection oh. with that other person. Oh, okay. I oh, mean, you didn't we, kiss her. <clears throat> you didn't, I didn't kiss her. Ah. So we went, we went for, we went for a, for a, for a coffee one or two times. Oh. But we but never kissed. Kiss. But we never kissed. Okay. The moment that, the moment I, 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 I kissed Debbie, done. Ah. And that was, that was it. That was the seal. <laughs> and then, and then I start doing, and then I start doing my my, my whole thing, right? Uh, open the open the the closet. The, the clo- open the closet. Everything from this moment on, everything this, everything all this is yours to do whatever you want with it. Mm. So I start doing my thing. I st- I start becoming her. <coughs> Who you thought she wanted you to be? I start I start be- I start becoming her, and I start molding myself into what she needs so what do you like you like what do you want what do you like on on my uh on my on my clothing you don't like this done no problem not even think about it all gone i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep whatever you want me to keep uh what is you like you like dancing perfect i'm gonna become the best dancer you met not only that i'm gonna start teaching dancing Mm-hmm. Because that's the man that you want. Mm-hmm. Now, what what is what are your problems? What have been your problems with uh, with relationships that like you haven't been able to meet 
or you haven't been able to to um, to have a a stable relationship with someone that you can trust. Perfect. That's me. And I'm going to become exactly what you need me to become. And then I start morphing myself to the point that the noe before the beat disappear. Mm-hmm. Again, Mullins. you're mistaking. I'm mistaking again, <laughs> again into transforming into yeah. coherent. And now, and now what I'm doing, Find figure right. out what am I cool. without that. Without Debbie. So far, I know two things. What? One, I don't like hiking. <laughs> and two, I like, I love board games. Yeah. That's the, that's the two things that define me for, for sure right now. That's the only two things that I am completely sure are mine. I don't even know if dancing is mine. Yeah. But I those are hobbies. Your true characteristics and what I know of you is <clears throat> that you're um, very protective. Like you care a lot for people and you and you protect them. Like Debbie, I seen you with Debbie, my old roommate. You are a good friend. Yeah. Um, and loyal. Yeah. Well, loyalty. Loyalty is is, is my my core. Uh, yeah. My core thing. Yeah. There's nothing more important to me than than loyalty. Yeah. That is right. What what the things that I know mm-hmm. about myself. The things that I know that I mine, mine and and, and, and mine alone, that's those two things, right? Yeah. I don't like hiking and I like board games. <laughs> the rest the rest are ways that I that I go on that I go with that I go with life, right? Yeah, like, like approvals. Appro- like honesty and, and all that all the stuff. So just are just things that had to do with my education at, at home. So like never, how you grew up how i grew up and all that so that that comes from that that comes from the fabric but also this codependency and <clears throat> attachment style comes from growing up as yeah well. it comes from growing it comes from growing up so it is it is possible that this part of this you're a super friend is also part of me Good. being codependent of the friendship or, yeah. or, or those which yeah. is fine again there is parts of my codependency that actually are that are yeah useful yeah like that no yeah but people pleasing is not. People pleasing is not. It's not useful. It's but it is part of codependency. It's not <coughs> and I, useful. And I and I and I used to be a, a, a people pleasing. Uh, not anymore. Or oh, I try not to. Yeah. Although it's it is it is it is very complicated for me to say no to someone. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. Now now I can say like yeah maybe later. <laughs> I um, hate that. Like, <laughs> I'd rather be like yes or no. Don't give me. Uh, no, 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 we'll that see. means to say no. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 part of the that's part of the the, the mm-hmm. And I don't know if if codependency is something that you can get rid of because at the end of the day, it is part of it. It is who you are, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's, it's something inherited in your in your brain, and it's how it's how you're wired. Mm-hmm. The trick and what I'm trying to do is to be able to to be able to to recognize yeah when 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 something is part of my codependency or is a decision that I'm taking or making yeah yeah which is that's 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 the trick with that's the trick with with, with codependency the way I see it is being able to recognize okay so I'm gonna do this now. Am I doing this because I need to do it? 
or am I doing this because I want to do it? Is it my decision? Mm. Am I I changing because I want to change Mm -hmm. or am I changing because I need to change? Mm. Am I pleasing you because I want to please you or am I pleasing you because I need to please you? That's kind of the... That's what you ask yourself. That's that's what I'm, I that's what I'm, I ask myself mm-hmm. every every time. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So you lack boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's always there's always like three or four voices in my head doing mm-hmm. talking talking to, to talking to me at the same time. Mm-hmm. I definitely I think I can relate to that. Um, I was definitely one of those people who are also uh, very codependent. You know, I needed to be needed. I also depended a lot on my ex-fiance, especially very early in our relationship. And it was at the very end where I went away for two years and I didn't have my family with me. I didn't have him with me. I had friends like because I went away for school. So I had friends at school, but I didn't lean on them the way I would have leaned on my families from back home or my ex-fiance or my mom, you know. And so I had to lean on myself and it, those two years away, loyal to my um, to my partner at that time, I had to be physically be by myself and be able to handle the emotional downfalls of school, the the stressors, all of that. And I, I figured myself out, and I was able to to find my identity, even though I was in a committed uh, relationship. I was physically away from that person, so I had to. <coughs> determine who I was on my own and be able to handle these life stressors on my own. And so I figured myself out. And then when I came back to my hometown and moved in my hometown, I only lived there for about a year. And I felt so foreign in a place that I had grown up, up in um, for that entire year. I just didn't feel like myself there. And hence, uh, that's when my ex-fiance and I broke up. He did the same thing you did because I no longer needed him. And he was so used to me needing him. Like one of the, like I said, like one of the first things that he said to me is like, I always thought you would love me. I always thought that you would need me. And I said to him, well, I'm like, this is just proof that you don't know who I am anymore, right? Yeah, yeah it definitely related to that of being codependent. And then, um, you know, and I, I realized that I didn't need to be in that dependency and coming like like you realizing that I was codependent um, really hit a very down low, especially when we broke up. Mm-hmm. And, and all these six years, we've been broken up for six years. So when you met Deb, I was alone. And I promised myself that I would give myself 13 months because we were dating for 13 years. So I give myself one month for every year that we were dating and just figure myself out. And till this day, um, I definitely needed more than 13 months. And yes, I still do have um, codependent tendencies. I do attract um, men that need to be fixed. But now, <laughs> especially the last year, two years, I've realizing, especially this past year, that red flags, <laughs> like first date, I noticed something like they're like they talk the way they talked about their parents, their relationships with their parents, the way they speak about their exes. Like they always like um, one guy I, I've seen, he said that he felt responsible for an ex and 
like and and that's in in my research i've learned that you know um like caretaking yeah. is is part of codependency and so um i realized as soon as he said that i was like no this relationship yeah, that's, that's it, part of the whole fixing part the whole fixing part like he felt so guilty of um leaving or breaking up with his ex that he felt responsible to take care of her even when they were um broken up and and i was like man you're codependent on that relationship the feelings may not be there they may not be compatible but he needs to be needed by someone and if i wasn't giving that to him he was going to get it from somewhere else yeah. and that's why i think him and his friends or or him and his ex are still friends um people thought that of me with my ex-fiance that but i'm like my ex-fiance doesn't need me he has a wife he needs that wife. I don't need him. I have my dog. <laughs> but I respect him and I know he respects me and I am who I am today because of him. I don't focus on why we broke up. I focus on the people that helped, uh, the, uh, the people that who we were that helped each other grow into these beautiful people. And so um, I'm finding like when I feel like I need to fix someone, I remove myself from that situation because I'm like, this person needs to figure themselves out. And I don't want to date someone that I feel like I need to fix. I want to provide a safe space for us to grow together, but I don't want us to fix each other. And maybe this is why I'm single. I run <laughs> because I do know that people are, Everyone is broken. Everyone has a past. He's, that's 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 what is very dangerous about um, codependency. That the real the reality is everyone, every single person is or has some sort of codependency to something. Yeah. Right. That's just a, that's just a fact of life. Yeah. Uh, because we are looking for something, and we are we are all um, attracted to to a very specific thing. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's sort of a depend, uh, codependency. Now, um, the thing that you say with the red, with the red flags, my problem is that um, I see all those red flags. You see all the red flags. I see all of them, but I become a, a bull and I just run to those red flags. Oh, so the moment, the moment I see those red flags, instead of going away, I just start seeing red and go and go to it because that's that's what I that's what I what I'm what I'm uh, addicted to, right? Those red flags. Yeah. And and what is very dangerous about codependency is it is like a very sweet alcoholic drink. Mm-hmm. You drink it yeah. a little bit and it tastes nice yeah. and it doesn't feel anything. So you keep drinking it and you yeah. keep drinking it and you keep drinking it and you don't realize. Yeah that you're getting drunk and drunk and drunker and drunker and drunker. By the time you realize, by the time you figure it out, you're already passed out. But you're already in. You're deep. You're deep in it. But by the time you realize that you're that you have a problem, <coughs> you're already you're already way, way deep in, right? Mm-hmm. Your emotions are invested. You're you're already emotionally invested to that yeah. one. So now getting out of it yeah. That's the problem. That's what I'm. That's that. That's where I am, right? So I I started with, I started with with feeling good as uh, because the first girlfriend that I had, um, the first important girlfriend that I had when I was 
18, yeah. 17 or 18. She didn't have, she, uh, her dad was out of, not in the picture. And her mom st- started treating me like, uh, like a part of the family. Like a son. Like a son. And then I became the man of the house because there was only the two of them, mom and, mom and, and daughter. So I became the man of the house. I became that, right? I became the one who fixed stuff. I became the one who uh, 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 to who take them to different places. I became the one who chauffeur. the chauffeur. I became the one who helps. I became the one who stays at home while something else happens. So I became that, and that, I, and I kind of like that. Mm. And then service. And then the next one. Because it was the same thing and I stay there and I stay there and I stay there and all my relationships are years long mm-hmm. right uh, uh, my, my, my shortest relationship important relationship was, was one year mm-hmm. and then two years six years mm-hmm. uh, Devin now is my, my longest relationship and we are, we are almost seven years in mm-hmm. so by the time you realize that, that, that you have a problem, you're way to win, mm-hmm. and, but you don't really notice it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what is uh, uh, very dangerous because it's not something that, that you can stop right away mm-hmm. unless you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you normally don't. Yeah, but like, like we said earlier, Debbie's not like that. She's not dependent on you. She oh, has, no. Yeah, and so, <coughs> so how did that affect your relationship because Debbie, I, I, she's not a person that I, that I think needs that much fixing. Like we all need some type of fixing, but she's so self-aware she can fix herself. So how did that, because you didn't need to be too much of a caregiver. I don't think to, towards Debbie, she's independent. She's got her own job. She's, she's strong-minded. She's physically strong. Like she's emotionally strong. She's mentally strong. So how did you, how did that affect you? Um, knowing being in this long-term relationship with such a strong willed person. Well, not only that affected me on a, on a very important way, but because of that is that I realized that the one broken was myself. Yeah. Uh, because as much as I was trying to fix her, there wasn't much to fix. I mean, of course, she has problems, that, uh, but like humans, but she didn't. But, but the thing is, she didn't needed me to. No, because she figured it. out herself. She figured out herself. Yeah. Um. There was there was a, a, a very specific thing that, that that we went through, but um, and that was kind of my my entry. That that was that was the thing that I that I can't fix, right? That was the that was my big thing, um, uh, and then she started figuring out herself. Yeah, and 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 I was completely out of the picture on on that on that path, right? As much as I was I was trying to 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 get in, you, know, you have to do this and we can do this and, and I can help you this and I can do it. She literally really stabbed me on my track and said like, no. this is my thing. Uh, I'll give up. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it, right? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you're not needed anymore. Like I got it. Mm-hmm. When she get, when she said I got it, and that was the only thing that I that I had on that relationship. That's where my brain just pop. That's where I was like, what am I gonna do now? Mm-hmm. And I panic, and I was like, 
Jesus, like now I, I I got nothing. I got nothing to I got I got nothing to to keep myself on this on, on this relationship, and that's fortunately that's where I went there, and and, and I stayed like that for a couple of years. Did you, did you start fights at all, like unnecessary fights, just to feel like um, you needed to be in that relationship, just to feel invested uh, and involved? Yeah, we start we start fighting about stupid stuff. Yeah, we start we start picking up on on on, on very silly stuff that that. Did afterwards... you initiate it in a way? Um. Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. Uh, but it was it was it was really. Stupid stuff. Like I remember a a fight that we have about utensil throw. The utensil throw yeah. in the kitchen, and that's because apparently I don't close it all the way in. Okay. And she has this thing on where she, when she uses the washroom, yeah, uh, she doesn't she doesn't close the door all the way. Yeah. Right. And 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 we start fighting about that. She wants one day. She said, um, "Can you close the 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 the, the drawer, please?" Yeah, the utensils drawer. And 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 I just I saw red in that moment. Like oh, you this, triggered. I that that triggered because I needed something to fix. Because now when we fight, you then I can them. fix the fight. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> now when we when we fight. Yeah. I we can we can just fight and 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 be hungry. Yeah. And then I can go and fix the fight. And how am I gonna fix the fight? Ah, well, I can apologize, and I can be nice, and I can be the one who, who who uh, who fix everything, and 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 I can fix shit, right? So I can fix stuff. It's it's it is very confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very but you didn't know that <clears throat> when it's happening. You knew that after. Well, yeah. You figured that out. Yeah, no, like no, no. Exactly. Yeah, like you. That's the thing. Again, you're drinking a, a, a sweet drink. You don't. You don't know what you're doing until until you've done it. Yeah. And then <coughs> when she say I got this, that's when I realized. Well, I have a problem because I know what to do. Fortunately, I went back to Mexico. I talked to this uh, this friend of mine. She knows me better than most people. Like uh, uh, a long time friend. It is. It is not long. It's not long. It's not just a long time friend. It's one of those friends that you connect with. Yeah. One of those friends that, that gets you. That gets you right away, and yeah. and, I'm, I'm, and I'm the same to her. Yeah. And uh, we start talking about that, and and she knew the whole. She knew the whole thing. <coughs> and 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 she just started saying like, well. What makes you? What makes you? What gives you the right to say that she's yeah the one to need to fix? Yeah. Why don't you fix yourself and then we and then we can talk about it, right? Uh, we actually we actually uh, are seeing the same therapist. She recommend she recommended her you your your friend from yeah. Mexico. Okay. Yeah. She recommended her her therapist and she's like, why don't you talk to my therapist because she's been do- she's done wonders. Ma- wonders with me. Yeah. Uh, I talked about you, and, and now I'm seeing her every every other week, and she's fantastic. Something that something that I that I that I like to to um to to get very clear to to you and, and and your audience is that the kind of codependency that we're that we're talking about, the one that I that I'm talking about, is 
is the one that the one that affects me and how it, how it affects me. Yeah. By no means, by no means, uh, uh, it's the same. Uh, it's the same for everyone, right? <clears throat> you have to you have to 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 check out yourself and what kind of what kind of codependency you have. But something talking to other people, something that I that I notice that uh, the most of us has have in common. Uh, even if, if you haven't noticed it, check it out. It, it happens a lot. Is one of the one of the places that I like to be, but I'm I'm super afraid of, is the shower. Because in the shower is you. There is no one else, and and it is you with your head. And that's the only place that you cannot lie to anyone. Because at the end of the day, when you when you are when you have codependency to someone, in some ways you're lying. You're lying to get that fix. You're lying to get that that yeah. that you need, right? Yeah. Uh, but when you're in the shower, you're 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 yourself, and you're you're. Everything is silent, but your everything head. is silent, but your head. And then you start listening to all those voices. Then you, what you doing? You didn't want to do that. That's wrong. You're uh, overthinking. You're overthinking everything. <clears throat> what I do all the time is I recreate conversations in my head, mm. or I, I, or I recreate fights in my head, and then I win those fights in my head. But I, but all those, all those voices mm-hmm. are, are, are there and. And it's very it's, it's it's very annoying if you try to listen to all of them because it's it's like trying to listen to five different songs at the same time and in the same volume. Mm-hmm. You just you just listen to noise. Yeah. One of the things that my my therapist uh, asked me to do, and when she when she told me about it, I thought it was a very stupid thing to do. I thought it was just not 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 only impossible but but dumb. But it totally works. Is when you're in the shower and you listen to all those voices, try to imagine yourself removing from that conversation and just listen to that conversation from outside. Yeah. What this does is incredible because if they're totally, if they're all, they're all talking to you. You can you can really put attention to any of them, and and there are different voices telling you different stuff. It's, it's your self confidence telling you what you're doing. This is not you, and it's your your um, your codependency saying, "No, you're good. Don't worry about it. You're doing great." And then it's your uh, your education saying, "Well, this is not what you learn to do, or this is not what it's supposed to be." And there is five or there is always yeah. five or six, but they're talk- they're all talking to you at the same time. If you if you imagine. All those, all those people, all, all those voices, like like a, like a different entity. In my in my uh, in my case, I have a name for one for each one of them. <clears throat> one of them, actually, the one that is my codependency is Bruno. <laughs> so I can say Silencio Bruno. <laughs> yeah. What I imagine is I, I imagine just removing my myself from that noise. And let them talk to each other, not to you, but to each other, and listen to that conversation. And that's where you're starting to figure out mm-hmm. what each one of those, which one of those voices want. Mm-hmm. 
because you start listening from outside like a third party it, like a third party it sounds it sounds weird i yeah. know and 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 the first the first two or three times that you that you try to do it it's gonna be it's gonna be really complicated but the moment you the i think moment, it just sounds so complicated it is it is it yeah. sounds it sounds very yeah. complicated because you never done it because you because yeah. there you always been there right yeah but doing it doing it physically it helps the way i i i find out like works for me is i start washing i start showing sure. and the moment i start listening i literally am physically take a step back yeah. and just listen just just stay, stop doing whatever i'm doing for a minute and just listen to the water and listen to that to the thoughts to, to the, the thoughts and trying to trying to trying to imagine talking to each, each other yeah and then in in one moment yeah you know uh, i was saying that it sounds like five different songs all at the same time yeah there's a moment on which each song each song starts getting a little bit more volume like louder like louder so you can understand more about this song which 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 one th- what is what is this logical. one doing what is this mm-hmm. one saying and yeah. then what is this one saying and then what is this one saying and then you start understanding what the whole thing is about the whole conversation the whole conversation yeah and then after that you're you're going to be able to listen to those voices outside the shower yeah. Because those voices are always there. The thing is, because you're talking to someone else and you're trying to fix whatever yeah. we're trying to fix, you don't listen. But those voices are always there. So now, when you when you're able to recognize those voices and how many voices are, whenever you're doing something, you can ask yourself, and that's that's the, that's the question that I'm always asking myself: Who is asking me to do this? Bruno. Is it Bruno? Yeah. Or is it, is it me mismo? The other one say I'm a, the only one name is me mismo. And that's non-codependent. That's 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 the, the one. That's the, the logical one. That's the one yeah. that says this is not you. Yeah. And there's another. <coughs> so that's another, authentic you. That's another couple of. There's another couple of threads. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Is, right. But the, the most important the most important ones are are Bruno and, and me mismo. Me mismo. Me mismo. And that's a that's a Spanish thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a, a playing word in Spanish. Uh, but the thing is. Who is who is asking me to do this? Like, I'm going to, I don't know, cook dinner for my wife. Now, who is asking me to cook dinner for my wife? Is it Bruno because I need her to, I need him to fix, or is is myself? Me mismo means myself. Okay. Or is me mismo who actually wants to do it because it's the right thing to do? And then you start kind of deciding that for every uh, single thing in your life. Yeah. For every single every single There's decision. It's a lot of self-awareness. It's self-awareness. Every single decision that you make, you start asking yourself the same thing over and over and over again. And that's that's what I've been doing and that's that's one of the things that my uh, my therapist asked me to do. That's smart. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to your therapist. Oh yeah. She's, <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> okay, so Usually I end these episodes by asking like, who are you? But you've already said you're trying to figure yourself out. So no way I'm going to ask you this. Who do you want to be? Who do I want to be? I think the question in my case is who do I want to meet? Because I know myself is is somewhere there, is somewhere inside. I just lost him somewhere sometime ago mm-hmm. 
And that's the one that I, that I like to meet. It's not who I want to be because I know I'm already that person. It's just deep inside all this, all these years of pleasing people. Transforming. Right? So I'm, I'm, I'm transforming and, and changing. So now I'm just getting deep and deep into it myself. You're uh, in there somewhere. I'm in there somewhere. Just deep down. Yeah. Some, something that, I, that I've noticed is that I like to be <laughs> uh, uh, a grumpy old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So maybe I'm maybe I'm a maybe I'm a grumpy old man. I don't know. That's so so far so far is the only one that kind of makes sense, and I, and I like it. Um, and as far as I know, none of my ex girlfriends ever asking me to be a grumpy old man. So that must that must come from myself. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm figuring that out. So I would like to meet, and I'm working on it to meet the real the real Noi who is who is who is behind all this who's authentic knowing who is who's who's the authentic knowing knowing thank you so much for sharing your woo woo moment oh thank you this for having me this has been such an interesting super fun yeah such an interesting conversation and to hear it from someone who's been told that they have codependency and for me i have been told as well and you know we're both I think still in the progress, like you said, it's always going to be with us and we're still in that journey. And um, I think um, uh, for people out there to know that healing journey isn't, you know, like it's it's not a destination because you're always going to be constantly healing yeah. and you're always going to figure out these trauma responses that you had as a kid and your attachment styles that you had as a kid that aren't no longer healthy. So thank you for sharing that. Honestly, that was so informative. That was such a great conversation. And yeah, that was super fun. Thank you. I I, I really appreciate you uh, you having me here. I hope this is not the last one. I would <laughs> like to keep talking to you. Yeah. And and great. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll have you at the very end when you're like, who is no way? Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank I'll, you. I'll let you know when I'm meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the reflection section of this week's episode. So in this reflection section, we are going to define codependency. Um, just a reminder, I am not a therapist or psychologist or counselor of anything. So anything discussed here is from one perspective and from my research. Um, also, as per discussion with Noe in the interview, codependency is different for everyone. There are some basics of signs of codependency, but you may be more of one thing rather than the other. So just please keep that in mind. And it's important to know that, that most people have some codependency tendencies. So it's just like, it, it just depends on the degree of its codependency. Um, but there are unhealthy levels that may be affecting um, your own personal mental health and your relationships, whether it's romantic or platonic, to be honest. So just keep that in mind as I continue with this uh, reflection section. It's going to take a lot of self-awareness to kind of evaluate yourself, whether you have some codependent tendencies or codependent or codependence in your relationship. So I'm going to, in my research, I'm going to this website. It's called psychcentral.com and I'll put it in the write up for the podcast but it here is a list of it says here how to know someone is codependent the main signs this is a good list to also 
think about yourself as well and it's going to take a lot of self-awareness and a lot of emotional maturity to be able to call yourself out on these things so um so and it says here too codependency codependency isn't considered a mental health condition so it's good to know and experts have yet to outline specific diagnostic criteria for it so there is however some general agreement of what codependency usually involves and here are some signs. Um, codependency include, one, a deep-seated need for approval from others. Um, I believe Noe talks about how he changes his wardrobe and his personality and his look according to get the approval of the person that he's with at that time or who he's dating or, or in a relationship with. So... So he had this deep need to get approval from someone else. Um, number two, self-worth that depends on what others think about you. Again, with Noe's example is that he he cared a lot to what his, what his significant others um, thought of him. So number three, a habit of taking on more work than you can realistically handle both to earn praise or lighten a loved one's burden. Number four, a tendency to apologize or take on blame in order to keep the peace. Number five, a pattern of avoiding conflict. Number six, a tendency to minimize or ignore your own desires. Number seven, excessive concern about a loved one's habits or behaviors. Number eight, a habit of making decisions for others or trying to manage loved ones. Number nine, a mood that reflects how others feel rather than your own emotions. Number 10, guilt or anxiety when doing something for yourself. Number 11, doing things you don't really want to do simply to make others happy. Number 12, idolizing partners or other loved ones often to the point of of maintaining relationships that leave you unfulfilled. And number 13, overwhelming fears of rejection and abandonment. That one I have. That one I definitely have for myself. Um, uh, overwhelming fear of rejection or abandonment. That's because, you know, my father left when I was a child and I have very a lot of abandonment issues. And I think I've mentioned that several times in several episodes. <laughs> and I have a hard time trusting people. And um, I am learning very slowly <laughs> to not abandon myself first and and set up boundaries and uh, I'm getting there I'm getting there and it all started with my relationship with Jackson and he was quite open with me and he set very healthy boundaries with me and which I picked up and learned and so that one I, I definitely relate to in some you know part of my codependency and tendencies I guess and uh, here they say with codependency, the need to support others goes beyond what's generally considered healthy. And um, yeah, I definitely did that as well. <laughs> I definitely went far and beyond for people um, because I felt bad. And now I don't. <laughs> I don't do that at all anymore. I help them as much as I possibly can. And I'm supportive and I provide, I try to provide a very safe space for them to be vulnerable, but the work has to be on them. I can't 
do the work for them and they have to do it on their own and I will support them but not detrimental to my own health and my mental um, uh, health and capacity and emotional capacity. So um, they also say here, if you behave in codependent ways, you don't just offer support temporarily, such as when a loved one faces a setback. Instead, you tend to focus on caretaking and caring for others to the point that you begin to define yourself in relation to their needs. And that was very evident when Noe was saying that um, he talks about uh, how to fix, in quotation, his wife's issues because that's how he sees value in himself and how he puts value into the relationship by trying to put her needs and quote, quote unquote, fix, you know, <clears throat> her issues. Um, and then he became this massive caretaker and caring for her to the point where that's how he defined himself that that's how he found value in himself and that's not really healthy especially in relationships I think it's really imperative that we differentiate codependency versus dependency in a relationship there are some level of dependency in healthy relationships Healthy interdependent relationships work when both people are involved and they're working together. That means partners depend on each other and the focus is on both people's needs and wants. Occasionally, allowing a partner depend on you for help and support is perfectly valid and perfectly all right and vice versa. But both people still maintain their own identity, sense of self individually but yet still depend on each other because that's what healthy, supportive relationships are. They involve listening, striving to understand, and keeping in mind the concerns of the other person, but not neglecting your own needs and wants. Um, codependency is when that caring behavior crosses the line into trying to direct or control the other person or the situation in general. So healthy dependency in relationships means you state your own needs and desires, you ask for support when you find yourself struggling and you're not afraid to ask for the support, you feel safe and comfortable expressing your own needs and you let others know when you're they're asking for too much uh, of you without worrying that they'll reject you or abandon you. So... Yeah, and you know, some of the warning signs in a codependent relationship are um, number one, people please, over people pleasers um, often feel like they have no choice but to keep other people happy. They don't like to say no, even when pleasing others substantially interferes with their own wants and needs and inner health. This can also be seen as lying to others to make them happy or to avoid conflict or to not be able to tell the truth yeah uh, number two is the lack of boundaries having difficulty recognizing respecting and reinforcing boundaries having healthy boundaries means recognizing that you aren't responsible for the other person's happiness um, in unhealthy codependent relationships, this can be easily seen if one person is manipulative, like playing the sympathy card and making the other person feel guilty. 
and the other person is compliant, even though it is not their responsibility for that person's fails, emotions, um, etc. You know, another sign that you are in a codependent relationship is that both people have poor self-esteem. Um, and, you know, that means, you know, one person needs the approval of the other or at least needs to be to be of service to the other to have a sense of purpose while the other person has this low self-esteem due to having to depend on someone else to meet their needs and wants and and have their be validated by the other person the dependent person is often controlling a basic sense of insecurity that the other person might leave and abandon them. The fourth thing in a relationship is caretaking. And I think I've mentioned this before. It's a major sign of codependency is when you feel like you have to take care of someone all the time, that you can't live your own life if you don't meet their needs. Um, This typically, or the need to, to take care of someone and be a caregiver typically comes from childhood when the caretaker learns that there may be a terrible consequence from failing to take care of their parents' needs at a young child. And this, I discussed this with my good friend Todd in several episodes ago. And so this may result that the person's compelled to take care of others, um, especially in their romantic relationship. Not so much out of affection, but for the fear that something bad will happen if that person doesn't fix it or doesn't take care of it. Another tall tale sign in a codependent relationship is there's number five, reactivity. Um, When your identity is based on pleasing others and you feel responsible for others' well-being, you might find yourself reacting to situations rather than acting out on your own volition. Uh, You might find yourself being defensive or easily internalizing criticism. Number six is poor communication. So a codependent mindset makes it hard to communicate effectively. Uh, The caregiver is often unaware of of his or her own wants and needs. And when they do become aware of them, uh, they may be reluctant to express them. Um, and may feel like caring for the other person is the most important thing and ups- and they have this uh, fear of upsetting the other person by, you know, asserting themselves. Uh, so the dependent person may be in the habit of communicating dishonestly, more interested in maintaining control than in actually communicating. And they may think in their heads that if they tell the truth or communicate the truth, that they're going to create conflict and a codependent person, like we've heard in um, some of my research already, that they avoid conflict. For healthy interdependent relationships, both people have to learn to communicate honestly and effectively. The next one is number seven, lack of self-image. And I believe we talked, Noe talked about this in the interview where he pretty much was a chameleon to his partner's styles and personalities. And he has really no idea who he is because he just lacked that self 
image. But it's not just his image, though. And it's also like his needs of validation and have this sense of purpose by taking care of someone else. And in Noe's case, it was his who I know for a fact does not need to be quote-unquote fixed by anyone because she is such an emotionally strong individual. And so, yeah. Number eight, dependency. Of course, dependency plays a major role in codependency. (laughs) Each person needs the other for something. One person needs her material needs to be met because addiction or other issues have impeded her autonomy. The other person needs validation and sense of purpose for taking care of someone. In a way, it's a trade-off, but it also limits both people involved. And so that's why dependency on each other is uh, negative in a relationship. And the final trait in a codependent relationship is uh, number nine, relationship stress. As everyone may expect, um, any of the factors I stated um, puts a lot of stress in a relationship. When you can't communicate or respect boundaries, you're bound to have problems. You know, the caretaker often feels a lot of stress about doing everything, right? While the kind of dependent person often feels insecure about being abandoned by the caretaker. So both are afraid to be alone, but neither um, are particularly happy. There may not be many fights since one partner is typically committed to keeping the other happy, but both are likely to feel stressed nonetheless. And we may not recognize where that stress comes from all the time. But um, yeah. So what I really love about Noe is that he has the courage to call himself out on his bullshit and to admit to himself that he does have codependent tendencies and it is a negativity or it is negative in his relationship and it's bringing kind of his relationship down. So he's accountable and being accountable for your own flaws and your own issues in a relationship goes a long way because he's finally acknowledging it. And that's the first step is to acknowledge that you have these tendencies. And then the next step is changing it. And he's got a therapist and he's working with a therapist to help change his patterns and some things that helps, you know, change your patterns is... Tell yourself, I will let go of my attachments to people and I will seek out joyful experiences on my own. Um, I think people tend to not do things on their own and I think that that detriments people. I think people should always be able to experience the world um, on their own and enjoy their life on their own rather than be attached to people or depend on other people to be with all the time. Um, I go on many little adventures with my dog or I go for walks on my own and I go for hikes on my own. Um, I do let people know where I am, of course, uh, but sometimes you got to detach yourself from other people Um, And let go of those attachments to people so that we are able to stand on our own and be our own person and be independent. And and yeah. And another thing that you could do 
is say to yourself that you I will accept that other people are not here to make me happy or give me worth that's my job you know and take be accountable of of your growth and what your uh, what's your responsibility in making yourself happy right of course being around people and being social makes you happy but you know take the responsibility for yourself and make yourself happy on your own rather than you know depending on other people or rather than you know being the caretaker and taking care of someone uh, and then making them feel better defines your happiness and I think that talks I talk about all you know is building your banana split Sunday kind of life and um be able to live on your own and create your own happiness and create your own adventure before relying on someone else right because that creates validation you know and you're validating yourself that you are strong enough to be doing adventures on your own strong enough to to succeed on your own strong enough to be happy that's you created your own validation and so you're not dependent on other people's validation of how they see you and and your work. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you're able to acknowledge what your codependent tendencies are and able to fix it just like Noe is doing with himself. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Be honest with your words, be kind with your actions, be fearless with your heart and be brave enough to be vulnerable. Thank you for listening. Lots of love. Thank you.